Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up, reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by Gary Graywall. And Gary is someone who's reached out to me after listening to one of my podcast episodes. So I'm really excited about that. And he's a financial advisor, or a financial planner, sorry, not a financial advisor necessarily. The author of Financial Fives, a really interesting blog. And he's the owner of a zero waste moving box company, which kind of interests me. So, Gary, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Jackie. And before we go too far into things, I wanted to um, say that I, I read that your values include conservation, uh, minimalism, and zero waste. And it sounds to me like the moving box company kind of hits on all of those. Is that, is that why you started it? That's a big reason why I started, Jackie. Yes, I just saw, um, you know, when I was in, in college, there were just mounds of cardboard boxes uh, thrown across dumpsters and everything. And I just thought, what a waste, you know, everybody moves in at the same time. And, you know, and then these boxes are used for an hour and then they're left to rot. So um, I had heard about a similar business in Canada and I just said, well, how can this be a difficult? You buy a bunch of boxes, you create a website, you rent them out. And then you get them back. And the nice thing is there's no like inventory. So it's not like I'm having to buy uh, and put a lot of money into it. So I figured it could be a nice little side business and I've enjoyed it so much. It's still around 10 years later. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. And it's a great idea and something that you know, is definitely useful for everybody, I think. Yeah, it's been, you know, it's interesting because at first there was a lot of hesitation. I, I started the business in Sacramento and there was a lot of hesitation from people because I haven't heard of the concept, you know, renting boxes wasn't something people were familiar with. Yep. And over time, you get people who are um, excited about it and then they share it with their circles. So we work a lot with home organization experts and, and relocation experts and they share their passion with their clients. And that helps the buy-in process as well. Oh, for sure. And it's definitely something that would grow th through word of mouth. I'll probably easier than anything else. It's like, why are you going to buy boxes? Just go here. That's it. Right, exactly. It's just a matter of like before, I, I know when I was helping my parents move, they you would go to like grocery stores or Barnes and Noble or something. Hey, do you have any boxes left that we can borrow or get? Or you'd go to the recycling center and, and yep. pick off what you could. And, and um, I mean, that's great if you're trying to be cost effective, but a lot of the times those boxes have already been through the ringer. And they're not yep. going to hold up very well if you're putting a bunch of, you know, plates or books and stuff in there. And, okay. and then what happens when it rains and your boxes are soaked and then they tear? So um, these boxes have been a lifesaver for a lot of people. Oh, that's excellent. So I read in one of your blog posts that um, you were talking about the, the fire movement and 
for any of the listeners who don't know what that is, FIRE stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. And you were saying in this blog post that you don't agree with the retire early part of it. And that surprised me. I was hoping that you could just talk a little bit about why you're not in that RE camp. Yeah, um, I just don't see the the purpose of retiring just to retire. I think that we are, as humans, we need to be engaged in what we're doing. And I also feel that we get to enjoy this amazing world that we live in because people uh, want to work. You know, I mean, everyone talks about early retirement and then going on vacations. But think about all the people that support that vacation. You know, people who cook your food and and, and fly your planes and, and t- take your luggage. I mean, there's so much that is uh, into that industry. And we're seeing a lot of that right now with the great resignation. Wait times are taking longer. You can't, you know, you can't get certain things at the grocery store and we're taking things for granted. Well, a lot of that is to do people aren't willing to work for the same conditions and wages as the past. So I think the retire early part for me doesn't make a lot of sense. I think that we all have a purpose in this world. Even if you decide to go be a park ranger or, you know, work part time at the gym nearby, you know, you're still doing something and, and helping the world go around. And you're staying engaged, you're staying social, um, you're having some type of structure to your day. And I think that's really crucial to having a, a balanced retirement and also, you know, helping other people enjoy the world too. I think that's true. And I think, I guess, so what you're saying so much, or isn't so much, hey, don't retire, it's don't retire and sit on a beach forever. It, that's know. exactly right. I'm not saying if you hate your job, you know, if you don't want to work in corporate America for 50 more years, that's not what I'm saying is you have to stay there. I'm saying find something that brings you joy and that you would you would like to do. If you've always loved fishing, maybe you go work at you know the local fishing spot you know in your neighborhood. If you love hiking, there's a lot of land trusts and conservation companies that maybe need somebody as for a public outreach or they need somebody who's going to send out mailings or work in the office. There's so many ways to stay involved, especially today that you can find something that you like while also making sure that the things you love to do on your free time are there too. Right. So that fits in well, those kind of ideas with the, uh, the themes that I have for the, for the show for this season of, of freedom, but, you know, generosity and, and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So you're talking a lot about, you know, maybe leaving what you're doing, but go out and, and give back a little bit, find some other way to, to, have a purpose because that seems to be what a lot of people kind of miss when they, uh, when they quit working. That's absolutely right. Right. I mean, you know, we have a lot of uh, people that we see that retire and they lose, they, they don't have a purpose anymore. They say I'm at home, I'm bored and they go travel and they become a different person or they just detach from society. And it's kind of this concept of when you retire, you're disposable. We don't need you anymore. Like get out of the way, make room for the next worker but that's not really the case. The happiest retirees that I've met are people that have a structure. They work part-time or they volunteer or they have you know, certain things that they do. They're on nonprofit boards. They're working on advocacy campaigns. They're volunteering at a school. They're staying engaged. And those are the people who are happier and they find that they are using their dollars in, in, in more uh, effective ways. So they don't think I need to leave $4 million to my kids. I'm going to leave money to these organizations so that my kids have a better future because of the uh, mission that these organizations do. And I'm supporting that. I think that's a great idea. Do you have, um, 
in your business as a, as a financial planner, do you help a lot of people who are kind of on the cusp of retirement and wondering what to do? I do. Um, in my previous job uh, at a company I worked for, I worked with a lot of people who were nearing retirement and had that concern. And um, in, in my role now, I work with people all over the spectrum in age. And I think more so in my writing, I find that they, um, you know, people are just wondering like, well, what's next? When I hit this goal, they haven't thought about what to do next. And I think that's discussed a lot in the FIRE community, right? Is we hit retirement, we hit our number, we hit 25 times our annual expenses. Great, but what's next? What is that life supposed to look like? It's so important to have a vision for that. That's not only going to motivate you to get to that point, but also keep you at that point and keep you happy. So you don't feel like you've lost your sense of purpose. That's it. And, and finding that, finding that motivation is hard. Um, have you, uh, have you come up with any inspiration to help people find the motivation that they need? You know, it, uh, I, I've tried a few different things and I think for me, it's just, where do you spend your time outside of work? I ask them, you know, what do you do on the weekends? What kind of books do you read? What kind of shows do you watch? What kind of documentaries? Where do you volunteer? Those are all questions that I think helping people gain some introspection on what's important to them, help them actually start to do a mental exercise of what that vision looks like. Yeah, that's I've, I've asked a lot of people that same kind of range of questions and I get sort of blank looks every once in a while. It's like, what do I do outside of work? All I do is work. <laughs> and I was exactly. like, now it's time to do something else. <laughs> yeah, now is your chance to live the life you've always wanted to live. Yeah, that's it, exactly. So let's talk a little bit about your blog, it's Financial Five. So what do you talk about or what do you write about? Um, so, yeah, great question. Um, I've, I start to I basically it was all things how to be frugal and financially a fit. Um, but I try to focus on those who are like myself. So our tagline is financial freedom for conscious consumers. So minimalism, conservation, the, the values that are important to me. Those are what I try to cater to the industry or the, the audience, right? You know, I write a lot about um, why minimalism is important, what it can afford you, how to enjoy the great outdoors in a finite, fiscally responsible way, how to give back. Um, you know, we talk, you talk about generosity in a podcast for this season. So how being generous and being philanthropic actually makes you a richer person overall. So I really try to focus on key areas I think my audience would find value in and enjoying life, being financially secure and, and valuing the world and the resources around us and being grateful for them. That's something that uh, I think is missing a lot of the time is being grateful mm -hmm. for what we have. Everybody's always looking for that next goal and the next thing that they can do or they can have without actually stopping, you know, as the saying goes, to smell the roses. A hundred percent. Yes. And that's, I think, of a, a, something very missing in our immediate gratification world. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, uh, I just got a card in the mail the other day from a, from a friend. She was giving out these cards, just random to anybody who asked. And my card says, you can't read, can't see it. It says, I'm grateful. And it just, it, oh. it was, it was so interesting that that was the one that she selected for me because that's the thing that I'm trying to focus on myself and, and help other people focus on is the idea that, you know, we're much richer than we think we are. 
Exactly. Right. It's it's when we stop to just think about what we're grateful for, even if you've had a bad day, you've lost your job. And let's say you had a really big fight with your spouse. Take a step back. Look at the country you live in. Look at your health. You're able to walk. You're able to eat. You don't have to worry about, you know, so many things that people have to worry about in other countries and in different lifestyles. And we, you know, there's so much generosity, especially in this country, not just of people doing favors for other people, but the work that people devote their lives to just so we can enjoy our, our own lives. I mean, just something so simple as going on a hike. There were people who, you know, break their backs to make the trails and make them sustainable and, and make yep. them efficient so that we can enjoy them. You know, I always tell my friends, you know, you don't plant a tree for yourself. You plant a tree for those that come after you, just like the person that came before you. Yeah, oh, that's I like that. That's nice. And I was, I was thinking, as you said, you know, maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you've had a, had, had a fight. You know, your life is still good. And I'm thinking about, you know, the odd listener who's saying, you know, what have I got to be grateful for? It's it's easy for you to say, you know, hey, you've still got your legs. You've still got your arms. But that's not something to be really flippant about because, you know, when you stop and think about it, that is something to be grateful for because there are so many people that, you know, you had a job to lose. That's something to be grateful for. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it, all exactly in how, right. you, how you turn it around. Exactly. It's all a mental mindset, right? You know, yeah. you, you might think you're having a bad day and then you're walking around and you see somebody in a wheelchair and you look at, how happy they are and how they're just going about their lives. And you're like, look at me, I get to walk, I get to jump, I get to run. And I'm, you know, sitting in my own pity and this person's enjoying the sunshine, you know, it's yeah. just all perspective. So I'm maybe going to put you on the spot here. Um, sure. You, uh, you listened to one of my podcast episodes and then you reached out to me. Why did you want to come on the show? I really like the I I really just like the the flow of the show. I think that you you know I don't think your questions are canned. I don't think your questions are for your own personal agenda. And I felt that you couldn't really talk about things that are, you know, a lot of podcasts are non are are financial focused. And for you, it's a lot of things that just like the title implies, it's beyond retirement. It's not just the money number. It's what do you do? What are your values? How do you live? What's important? What are you looking for beyond the financial aspects of retirement? Yeah. So I felt that there's already so much content around save X amount, invest in index fund, do X, Y, and Z. There's not a conversation too much around all the other aspects that come with financial independence and with retirement. And I think exploring that is really fulfilling. Oh, well, thank you. That's And that's perfect. That's exactly what I am trying to do. And i uh, a few people might uh, might pick up an episode of the show and go, hey, but you told me I couldn't be on the show because I'm a financial advisor. And there I am interviewing you because <laughs> and you are one. But and it's unfortunate. But that's the way, uh, you know, I've said right at the start of my interview process is this mm-hmm. isn't about finances. You know, I don't right. want to speak to a financial advisor who's going to tell me how to save my money. I, that's not. Yeah, that's we not have the enough point. of those. We have enough of those, to be honest. And I think what you're doing is we don't have enough of. And I think that's what really compelled me to want to to talk to you. So, well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me a little bit more about um, living life 
in, as a minimalist. Um, I know conservation and, and zero waste, things like that all kind of go together. And it's something that I had, um, I guess, really early in my podcast, talk about minimalism a little bit. And I think it's a, it's something that I have to strive for because I've been watching a show on, on YouTube that's kind of the opposite extreme with the hoarders. And I'm sort of balancing on a fine line there, trying to get away from that part to be a minimalist, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's really just... Um... I think minimalism is sometimes people have that concept that they have to be extreme or nothing at all, but that's not the case is you just, you pair it back to a point where you're comfortable and then you just have some reflection. What else can I do without? Right. For me, it's just a matter of if I had to pack everything I want in my car, that's important to me and leave, could I? And if you can't, it's like, well, what is, what else is it for? And the minimalists, you know, they had a new book come out. Uh, love people use things because the opposite never works. And that saying is perfect. <laughs> you know, we, we talk about impressing people we don't like with money we don't have for things we don't need. And mm-hmm. it's just, that's the encompassing aspect of it is as long as you have things that you use regularly or that bring you value, you start to appreciate things that bring you joy that you don't need materially. I mean, since I started adapting that mindset, I get happy just sitting in a park bench and reading a book. Or just chatting with a friend on FaceTime. You know, it's just, it, it sounds cliche, but really as humans, that's where we find connection and fulfillment. You know, it's not shopping for the sake of shopping on a sunny Saturday. It's, yeah. it's being grateful for the nature around us and the people around us and our health and all the great things that, you know, we have time to reflect upon. I think that's true. And I think also as, as you get into retirement and beyond, it's something that you really can make uh, what's the word I want? It's something that you can really take advantage of is dropping mm-hmm. back and you know, minimalizing a, a little bit because all of the things that you're looking at all around you aren't things that you need. That's, you know, someone on a, on a zoom call I was on this morning said he, he went away. He said, I, you know, I went way up North. He went into Canada <laughs> and oh. for, for, <laughs> for three weeks or so. And he said he checked his um, Amazon account and there weren't any purchases in that three weeks. And he says, and then he gets home and the first thing he does is go online to buy something. And he stopped and said, (laughs) you know, Hey, I made it through three weeks without all this stuff. How come all of a sudden I have to buy again? And, and that I think is, is something that we need to start thinking about a little more at every stage, but especially, you know, as you get older, you don't need to keep amassing things. Right. It's just a matter of like, you know, people feel like they need to keep it because of the sentimental value. But if it's really a sentimental value, the memory should be enough or even just a picture. You know, at the end of life, that's all you really have is the memories. And a good life is a life fulfilled with memories, not things. Yeah. That's a I've had a couple of people say that to me before. It's like, why do you keep that? And I said, well, you know, for sentimental reasons. So how come it's in a box and not out on a shelf? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I can't answer that question. (laughs) I can't either most of the time, but I'm paring down the things that they can say that to. So (laughs) yeah, and that's, I think that's, uh, that's interesting. And I think that's something that, that someone can do as they um, move on into the next stage. I think it's a really useful kind of pastime to sit down and pick something up and say, you know, do I use it? Have I used it? Am I going to use it again? And you know, exactly. drop it off into the garbage can. 
Yep, exactly. You can you can toss it, you can recycle it, you can donate it, you can give it to family and friends. Yeah. You know, you'd be surprised how many people sometimes in your circle who may need a, a nook or some bar stools or some extra books or a bookshelf in around your house. They'll take gladly take it off your hands. And yeah. now you're doing two things. You're paring down your belongings and you're helping conserve natural resources because they're not supplying demand for a brand new bookshelf. Right. You're transitioning ownership over. So you're practicing that sustainability aspect as well. Oh, that's excellent. I can hardly wait for uh, summertime so I can have a yard sale. <laughs> uh, same, same here. <laughs> so if you were going to give the listeners some words of wisdom about how to uh, transition into their retirement or, or post-retirement life, what would you tell them? I would say you know, it just goes back to, you know, think about where you want to spend, where have you wanted to spend your time, but not haven't been able to, right? If you think about, if you were forced to take a day off, the company's closing for a day, go have fun. What would you do? What would you do with your time? That's not cleaning the house. That's not paying the bills. That's not, you know, going and running errands or getting groceries. What would you truly do with a day of free time? And I think the, you know, the pandemic, one of the beauty, beautiful things a lot of people have mentioned is it forced people to just think back and big picture. What does my life mean? What do I want to do? Who do I want to spend it with? And I think the closer you get to those questions, the easier it's going to become to decide how you spend your time. And then that can navigate how you leverage your resources to make that into a reality. Nice. Focusing on the things that are important and how you really want to spend your time. That's perfect. So going back to your blog, um, why did you call it Financial Fives? Oh, good question. So I had come up with, um, I I started to read a lot of financial books, uh, you know, after college. And I just felt a lot of them are, were great, but there were also a lot of fluff, you know, and I'm someone who's kind of get to the point, like, tell me what I need to know. And I understand there's context around it a lot of the time, but sometimes there's just so many stories and backstories. And I'm just like, tell me what I should do about this. So I started coming up with ideas like, oh, I can save money by uh, doing this when I buy a car or this when I rent an apartment or this at the grocery store. So I came up with the financial fives because it's like, you know, a lot of the things in life, a lot of the subjects with money, there's usually three to five tips that can help you on that. Not one, not two, you probably need three to five. So the book, my book that I wrote, Financial Fives, it's actually 65 chapters with five tips each. So each chapter is like five ways to save money on buying a car, five ways to save money on your wedding, five questions to ask your realtor. So there's five topics in there, and that's where the financial fives come about. Cool. So is there anything that you would like to say that um, we haven't touched on yet? Uh, I would just like to say that, you know, people worry a lot and, and you know, they want to be prepared for retirement, the financial aspects. But again, if you look closer at where you where your values are and where you align, and if you even thought like, hey, if I have food, water, shelter, what else do I need? Where are you really finding value in your life? And I think one thing I would like to say is we talk, you know, you talk about generosity here. If if you have never volunteered in the past or had the time to, what better time than retirement? Volunteer as much as you can. You'll find what you like, what drives you, what's passionate. It won't feel like work. 
you know, there's a lot of great resources online, maybe your city council, your parks commission, nonprofits based in your area. Maybe you want to even just go walk around and clean up uh, the park. There's a gentleman in our in our community. Every day he walks around and just has a grabber and a trash bag just because he likes to stay active. And, 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 and he was recently awarded the $1,000 gift card from a local company because they were so uh, happy with what he was helping with the community. And that's something he wasn't asking for. He's just doing it because he cares. And it's times like that where you'll find that you, people will reward you when you're generous. Not that you should go into you know, retirement expecting or volunteering expecting that. But I would just say volunteering can help you open your eyes to what's really important and where you really want to spend your time and help you look at your life in the big picture. Perfect. I think that's a great way to end, actually. It gives everybody a great. nice little nice little spot to uh, to start, you know, looking at the big picture and figuring out what's, uh, what's important to you. A hundred percent, yeah. So we talked about your blog and the, the blog's, site is financialfives.com. Yes. And I will make sure that that's in the show notes. And you've got a book, you said the same title. Yep. And I yes. assume Financial it's available fives. anywhere. It is. Yep. We are uh, Amazon or the website. Uh, it's You can get it at your local library even in, in some cases. So yes. Perfect. Thanks very much for being with me, Gary. I've really enjoyed it. I'm really glad you reached out to me because uh, this is a conversation that uh, I wasn't expecting to have with a, with a financial planner. I think it's been excellent. Yeah, likewise, Jackie. I appreciate the work that you're doing. I think where you focus the subjects is so crucial. We need more of that. So thank you for being open-minded to having a financial planner on your show. And uh, these are topics that are not talked about enough. So thank you for bringing it forward. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. To check out the video interviews, please go to my YouTube channel at bit.ly forward slash beyond retirement. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash beyond retirement. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes.